You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. O'Connell is under center. He gives it to Jacobs, following the offensive lineman at the goal line. Ball is loose, but they call it a touchdown. Josh Jacobs reached it over the goal line before it popped out of his hands. His second rushing touchdown of the day. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, kicking off hour number three of the show. It's Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Uh, had a fun show so far. A lot of really good guests so far from Rich Samini. We talked to him. We talked to Vinny Bonsignor. We talked to Lincoln Kennedy. Really good guests that we have. Of course, Raider Nation, it's always great to hear from you. We just wrapped up with Lincoln Kennedy in the last hour. And, man, just fantastic stuff with him to the point where we got a text from the 707 on our don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r Lincoln can make perfect sense out of a train wreck. Best guess ever, and always look forward to Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's from the 707. And, right, I mean, I, I agree 150%. If that's possible, I do it. Because, man, he, he will make sense out of, out of the conversation. And that's why I could appreciate uh, his openness. I could appreciate his honesty. You know, I could ask him about the, the job of the, the, the Raiders head coach or even the GM position and say how attractive it is. And, you know, some guests could say, oh, it's great. It's Vegas. It's Raiders. Cool. And it's a wrap, but he went into extensive detail about it. Again, if you missed uh, any of that conversation, I thought that was a great conversation with Lincoln. If you missed any of it, uh, please go back to our website, lvsportsnetwork.com, and check it out. Really, really good stuff. Anytime you want to give any feedback on the show, you can always hit us up at 702-365-9200. And as mentioned before, the don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R. You can tweet at us at R&R920AM, at REproduces, and at your boy Q254. Now, Earlier, uh, oh, and we got Trey Tucker on the way as well. Vinny sent over some Trey Tucker sound from the Raiders locker room. Trey Tucker was a teammate, college teammate of Sauce Gardner. So a lot of conversation of Trey Tucker talking about the Jets' outstanding cornerback, Sauce Gardner. So you'll hear that coming up probably about, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes from now. But before the show gets wrapped up, you'll hear from a wide receiver, rookie wide receiver, Trey Tucker from the Raiders locker room. But earlier this morning, as I do just about each and every day, I'm on ESPN. I'm on get, I'm watching Get Up. Uh, you know, I don't watch uh, First Take. That's not my that's not my cup of tea, so I don't watch that. But I do watch Good, good Morning Football on NFL Network. It's one of my uh, favorite shows. It's one of my go-tos, and NFL Network is one of my go-to channels. So this morning, they had a really good conversation about Defensive Player of the Year, and, well, Max Crosby's name finally came up, which was a good thing. Max Crosby's having an outstanding season. He's sitting there at nine and a half uh, sacks right now. Of course, he's got a ton of pressures, and he's a guy that just doesn't come off the field, right? He's played 100% of the snaps in five games. Five out of nine games, he's played 100% of the snaps. That's really kind of unheard of in the NFL, especially from an edge rusher like Max Crosby. But I wanted to let you hear this conversation. It's probably about three-minute conversation. There was more of it, but we don't need to get to all of it or else all the rest of the show will be done. wanted you to hear a little bit of it, and then we want to comment on it. And of course, I want to get your feedback at 702-365-9200, the don'tbebroke.com, text sign 69187, keyword R&R. So here is Good Morning Football earlier today talking about the Defensive Player of the Year and includes the conversation with Mad Max Crosby. Well, I spoke about this on a podcast, I'd say, probably a week or two ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, the question was asked, who should be in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year currently? Yep. And I named the obvious, the Michael Parsons, 
um, the Miles Garrett, the mm -hmm. T.J. Watts. Mm -hmm. But I also brought up Max Crosby's okay. name, and I said he should have true consideration for Defensive Player of the Year. That was before this huge game he had. Three so seconds. now I for sure have Max Crosby simply because name his second best defender on his team. You can't. And he's still getting it done. He's getting all the attention from every team. But if you look at the numbers, he's leading in pressures. He has the same amount of sacks as Miles Garrett. He's second in the league in sacks. Last week, he had a huge game, eight tackles, three sacks, three TFLs, and he shows up nonstop. He's played 100% of the snaps Pretty cool. five times. Pretty cool. As a defensive lineman, five times 100% of the snaps. I don't think you understand how hard that is. Max is my leader for defensive player of the year. Before the season, we went around, we made our predictions. I said Max Crosby was going to be the, the defensive player of the year. Guy? That was my pick. And what I said was, you know, in 92, Cortez Kennedy went 2-14 and 14 with the Seahawks, but was so dominant That's that nuts. the late, great Cortez Com Kennedy was a defensive player of the year. For this award, I don't think team success necessarily matters. This is freak show, what you're doing out there. I'm going Crosby also. I think to Gerald's point, he doesn't have the same supporting cast that Miles Garrett has. And I understand Garrett has been unbelievable. We can give it to him. But Crosby, the 100% of the snaps every game, and then doing it at that level with that defensive unit around him, a bunch of guys who are new to the league or guys who are back in the league, the second best player on this defense might very well be Marcus Peters whose name, quite frankly, we haven't been saying in three years as far as being one of those elite guys. And yet the Raiders are still alive. Brown's defense is historic. How do you pick just one? They've been so good. Mm -hmm. You can make the argument for Denzel Ward as a defensive player of the year. They've been so good. But I'm going Crosby as well. I think what he's doing has been superhuman mm. out in a season that might have been a lost season in Vegas had it not been for him. You guys see Miles Garrett jump over that line? I know. Yeah, that's where I go. There was this moment where they were going to make a kick, and he, <laughs> he leapt as a human mm -hmm. being over it and put his cleats up and then blocked it. And yet I'm still going with Max Crosby. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we'll watch this. That's fine. Because it's really fun. It's eye candy, and Miles Garrett is... I think a, a higher species than human at this point. It's really incredible to He's watch. He's a mutant for sure. Yeah, a, a mutant is a good way of putting it. Even a mutant among mutants. But if you took, I'm big on these, um, and when you talk about MVP, you know, defensive player of the year, about their replacement, like wins above replacement. Yeah. I think if you take Garrett off the Browns, I still think that Jim Schwartz has them cracking skulls. I think if you take Crosby off the Raiders, I think they're a sieve. I really do. I think he is more valuable to his team than Garrett is to his. Love Garrett, but I'm going to go Crosby as well. There you go. Good morning football, talking about Defensive Player of the Year. Gerald McCoy, former Raider for a quick second. Still wish that it worked out for the Raiders, man. That was, I feel like that, that was a big miss, and Gerald McCoy just was at the end of his rope where he couldn't stay healthy, but, man, what a big addition he could have been to the Raiders if he could have stayed healthy. Obviously, he knows Max Crosby. He spent time with him in the locker room, but you heard what McCoy had to say. Peter Schrager, right? Kyle, you heard what they had to say about Max Crosby, and there was a little bit more that went on to talk about Miles Garrett as the potential Defensive Player of the Year, Micah Parsons, and I don't want to disrespect any of those guys because they are all fantastic i'm a big fan of parsons and garrett but I, I i love the point that was brought up about max crosby you take him off the raiders defense what do the raiders defense have right i mean I'll, I'll take a long pause because where would this raiders defense be without max crosby without 98 if you don't have him they're not sitting there with 24 sacks they're not sitting there with eight interceptions they're not sitting there as a team that's you know Stopping, stopping teams from scoring more than 19 points a game. I mean, there's, that defense is, is a legit defense because it's led by number 98. Of course, I don't want to take anything from the other guys that are out there competing because they are out there competing, and they're playing their role. They're playing their tail off. 
but it's all led by Mad Max Crosby. So I ask you, and this is something that happens a lot, right? And, and I love what Peter Schrager said that, you know, the, the, the Defensive Player of the Year award shouldn't necessarily just mean wins and losses. And I know a lot of times it does. I know that for a fact, that a lot of times all the awards will go to the teams that are really good. So the Niners go to the NFC Championship game, you see the Niners get all the awards. The Eagles go to the Super Bowl, you see the Eagle players get all the awards. I get it, right? That's just that's the nature of the beast. You start doing that, you start looking at teams that are really good, and you start giving the awards to everybody. But I ask you, how realistic of a shot do you think Max Crosby has to earn Defensive Player of the Year? I mean, he's right there in the runnings right now. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he's got nine and a half sacks. The guy that's leading the, the, the league in sacks is Daniel Hunter with 10. So Max Crosby is right there. He's got the pressures, right? He continues to evolve. He's even better in the run game. He plays every snap. His motor doesn't stop. Like, I mean, all, he checks all the boxes. There's not a box that Max Crosby is not checking. He's getting after it. And I know if I asked him in the locker room, he would say it ain't about him. He'd say it's about the team. He wants to help the team win. I get all that. But also, let's just talk about, you know, the potential of, of the award. Because I do think now that you're halfway through the season, a little bit over halfway through the season, it's a conversation that should be had. The dude continues to improve each and every year. He's got that mentality. He's got that dog in him. He's got that, you know, never give up. He's relentless. I absolutely believe that he should be in that conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. Now, there's eight games left, so he's got plenty of time to earn it. But if he keeps going out there like he's been doing through the first nine games, he could be fantastic, and he definitely could get that. He's at nine and a half sacks right now with eight games left. I mean, hell, I, I don't want to put crazy numbers out there. I can only imagine what it's going to look like after this weekend. That Jets offensive line, they're concerned about 98, <laughs> right? They're going to do everything they can to try to slow him down. But they've got to be concerned about him. That offensive line is in bad shape. So, again, I throw it out there to you. How realistic of a shot do you think Max Crosby has to earn Defensive Player of the Year with the Silver and Black? 702-365-9200, WBroke.com, text line 69187, keyword r Would love to hear from you. Let's go out to Sacramento, the 916. Talk to our guy, Raider Greg. Greg, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Q, brother. Hope all is well for you and the family, my brother. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Everything's good. You know, I had to call in, man. It's, it's got to go to max. I think the magic number is 15 sacks. Okay. I think everybody already knows that, you know, tackles for loss, pressures, uh, the amount of snaps, max is, is, is head and tails above everybody else and all those. But, you know, you know, sacks is that number that they look for. He's at nine and a half right now. I think he'll have at least two in this next game. Um, two, I, I think two or three, um, but I think 15 is the magic number. As long as Max gets to 15 sacks, I think it's, it's hands down defensive player of the year. And I think it's kind of like uh, like the, the clip you play with Peter Schrager and all them, like and like you just alluded to. If you if you to me to be the defensive player of the year, MVP, all that, it's basically to me is is the person so valuable that if you take that person off of that unit, does that unit fall apart? And, you know, that's one of the key things. That's why you see with MVPs, a lot of times it's the quarterback. Because if you take the quarterback off, that team is done. Uh, even though I know people think it's biased, but it's just the truth. Yeah. Um, and we yeah. see it around the league. When you lose quarterbacks, our teams fall off the cliff. So, that being said, defensive player of the year, Max is the defense. Now, all the other guys, let's, you know, Spillane, you know, uh, uh, all, uh, Marcus uh, Epps, 
all our guys that we like, you know, they all play great as a unit and they follow him. He's the leader. But Mad Max is that dog, and he is the defensive player of the year at the end of this year, brother. Thank you for taking my call. Go Raiders, and let's beat these Jets. Hey, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Raider Greg right there. And, yeah, I mean, I couldn't have said it better. I mean, I really couldn't have. And, and that's, that's what I truly believe. And I just think it would be pretty cool. How awesome would it be if Josh Jacobs wins the rushing title in 2022 and then all of a sudden they follow that up with Defensive Player of the Year and Max Crosby in 2023? Again, ultimately, I'd like to see the Raiders win a ton of games and get into the playoffs and be that team. But, man, how cool would it be to see back-to-back you know, titles like that? I think that would be great, especially with those two dudes, guys that were homegrown, homegrown products of the silver and black. Jacobs, a former first-round pick. Crosby, a former fourth-round pick. Oh, by the way, they came out of the same draft class. <laughs> Just saying, right? That, I think that that would be great. And I remember there became a point last season, it might have been around this time, maybe a couple weeks later, where I said, man, I think Josh has a real opportunity to win the rushing title. And then I know that there was a focus on that, like, man, Keep that guy rolling. Keep that guy rolling. Can he get there? Can he get there? Well, now Mad Max Crosby is in that position right now, heading into week 10, that he could be a part of that. You know, he, he's in that conversation right now. He should be in that conversation. If you're not talking about Max Crosby and Micah Parsons and Miles Garrett and, and, hell, Daniil Hunter, right, why not? The guy's got 10 sacks on the season. Why not? If you're not, if you're not putting those guys in that conversation together, then you're doing something wrong. You should not have that Defensive Player of the Year conversation without Max Crosby. You should not have elite defender conversations, not even awards. Just talk about elite defenders without having Max Crosby's name in there. And I know there's a plenty of outlets that are. I've seen it. I do my research. Believe me, I don't just come in here, turn on the mic, and start talking. I do plenty of research. I've seen outlets where Max isn't even on the top ten list, and that's the one that you don't go to. That's the one that you say, hey, you want? Hey, I can come on your show, Q. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks, but no thanks. I'm all right. Appreciate you. Maybe next time. If you don't have Max Crosby on your top ten list for top, you know, defenders in the league, you're doing something wrong. Simple. It's just that simple. Love the feedback. This is from the 707. Well, let's get these dubs to get Max the best chance at defensive player of the year. Get him 20 sacks with multiples on Mahomes. That would be dope. <laughs> that would be dope. I mean, 20 sacks is a lot, but he's at nine and a half right now. So you don't know, you know, what he can end up with. And the other thing about it is, for Max, it's not just sacks either. It's, you know, the pressures. And we talked about this a couple years ago where he was leading the league in pressures, but he wasn't, he wasn't finishing them off with sacks. And I kept saying that pressures was great, but sacks is better. Now he's doing both. Now he's doing both. That's what's exciting. It's like he's, he's not only getting all the pressures, but he's also getting home and finishing. And, and now he's being so disruptive where there's fumbles that are happening. Right? Now all of a sudden he's causing he's causing quarterbacks to throw the ball early and turnovers are happening. He's affecting the game in a major way. That's that's something to really appreciate. Also from the seven oh seven, Max shouldn't even be in the same conversation as Miles Garrett regarding defensive player of the year. He should be above it. Max never took off a helmet or never took a helmet off on a quarterback and hit him on the side of the head with it. That's true. That is true. But, you know. Miles Garrett is a hell of a defender. That was just a really, really bad moment against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I can't remember that quarterback's name now. I, who was that? I remember where he went, though. Didn't he go to Oklahoma State? Wasn't he an Oklahoma State guy? He was the Big 12 uh, quarterback. Is that, Mace, uh, Mason Rudolph? Yeah, Rudolph. Yeah. Rudolph. Where did Rudolph co- come from? Was it Oklahoma State or was it Oklahoma? Uh, get on my internet machine here. It was Rudolph, though. Good call, Ari. Good call. But, yeah, that was just an awful, awful moment. 
Uh, Big Dub Raiders Oklahoma said on the State, w- Where is it? O- Oklahoma State. Okay, I was right. Cool. Good yeah, deal. Teamwork. Big Dub Raiders said, Q, it's, it's Max and Miles Race, the Defensive Player of the Year award. Go Raiders. And I can see that. And the, the Browns, hey, look, make no mistake about it, the Browns have a great defense. The reason why they're in the position that they're in right now, if the season were to end, they'd be in the playoffs. The reason that is is not because of Deshaun Watson. It's not because of Nick Chubb. It's because of that defense. But to Peter Schrager's point, if you took Miles Garrett off that defense, oh, it would take a hit for sure. But they've got studs all over that defense. I mean, the whole defensive unit is playing lights out. Like he said, Denzel Ward could be in the conversation with Defensive Player of the Year with that defense. They're so good. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Good feedback, Big Dub Raider. Thanks so much for that. Text from the 707. Appreciate you. Raider Greg and Sack, appreciate you as well. You can keep that feedback coming at 702-365-9200. The don't be broke.com text sign at 69187, keyword R&R. Now I want to take you inside the Raiders locker room. Vinny Bonsignor sent over some sound from rookie Trey Tucker. He was a college teammate of Sauce Gardner who was offensive or defensive, excuse me, rookie of the year last year with the Jets. He's not quite playing at that high level that he was last year, but still a hell of a cornerback. He was a guy that I was very high on coming out of college and uh, still very high on him. I can't wait to see him up close and personal at Allegiant Stadium. But Trey Tucker knows a whole lot about Sauce Gardner, and uh, the media caught up with Trey in the Raiders locker room just a little while ago. Here's that conversation. Top level, top, top level competitor. He's just he's a dog. He's a dog. Why you kind of top of the sauce of him? Like what was the thing when you were there? I know he came in. He was like undersized, and then he what he became. Like you know, what was what was it like competing against him? Do you have any uh, good stories just about going up against him like that? <laughs> yeah, I mean he he just like I said, man, he's a dog. So like he he it, like how he goes out there, his whole mentality is like. He wants to put you in the cooler, like with the, on the sideline of the coolers. You know what I mean? And he's just like very student of the game. So um, funny memories. I mean, I can remember. So he he was a boundary corner for us in college. He was on the field, and we're both freshmen out there. And for some reason, I was I, so I was weighed out, split out. You know, at X, weighed out, split out. And um, they threw like a go ball. He's off like 15 yards. They just threw a go ball out there for some reason. I'm just running and running and running and running. And I remember like I caught it. And like one thing about him is like if he gets beat, he'll explain the whole like the whole rest of the day of why that play happened. Oh, this, 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 this happened, you know. So like it'd be funny because like as time went on and as he became who he became, like we had guys like Alec Pierce, you know, Michael Young, like Tyler Scott. We had guys, NFL guys, who go against and like it'd be the funnest thing. Whenever he gives up a play, you're gonna hear about it for the rest of the day why he gave it up. It's just like we lost, you know what I mean? So, but um, funny dude, man, and just. Just, just silly. So. so if you make a play against them, you know, on Sunday, you think you're going to get a text from them? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, like I said, I trained with them. I was actually with them before I came out here to Vegas. And you know, like I said, we're like this. So, like, I know we'll, I'll joke around with them or something like that. I told them, like, hey, if something happens, because, I, you know, I tell them, like, I, I lift my hamstrings a lot. He doesn't like to do that. You know what I mean? He, you, know, his, you know, his legs are like this. So I told him, like, hey. Lift these, lift the hamstring. Like that's why you're not running. So, you know, I'm run, if I run by him, like I told you, you get in the gym and lift those hamstrings. So he'll find that funny because I told him, I'm, like, I'm gonna tell you that. So, um, hopefully, I get to do that. That was the, the change at quarterback. Obviously, Aiden is a guy that you've been with since you know rookie OTAs. Not saying, you know, it's a better situation, but do you think you've been a little bit more at ease with someone that you've been with for as long as you have since you've been here? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, mean, I can remember going out there Aiden, I mean, head spinning. I'm looking around. It's our first NFL game. You know, you can't really ask him nothing because this is his first game as well. So, 
guy like that, you know, you tell you've been in war with, you know what I mean? Just, and I got a lot of wrestlers around, um, you know, fall camp and obviously through the preseason game. So, yeah, I know we've, we've built a, you know, really good bond, you know. We throw out the practice for, you know, we'd be the last ones out there for, you know, days and days. You know, obviously it's different now. There's practice and, you know, things that's, you know, happen. But um, definitely for sure, man. You know, bright guy I and mean, a leader. You know, I just love his work ethic. And, you know, I definitely feel that way for sure. Trey Tucker talking about Sauce Gardner early, then talking about Aiden O'Connell late. Sounds from the locker room just a little while ago when the Raiders had open the locker room availability. And, uh, yeah, you can hear them still playing basketball in that locker room. You can hear that, that basketball bouncing. You can see, hear the ball bouncing off the rim. They're still having a good time, and I think that's a good thing. I think that's a great thing. Stay loose. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Heaven forbid that you enjoy yourself when you go to work, right? If you don't enjoy yourself, it's all bad. So I like the fact that that's how they're feeling. That's how they're playing, playing loose. And I hope they do that the rest of the season because these tough games that are coming up, including this one on Sunday, the looser you are, the better you're going to play. It's just that simple. If you're having a good time, you go out there and let it, let it all on the field. You know, no, I don't think anyone in that locker room, I don't think anyone in that coaching staff has anything to lose at this point, right? I mean, hell, they've already been the first, uh, first, first team to fire their coach in 2023. So that's already, you know, over and done with. So now it's like, all right, well, y'all ain't supposed to be good. No way. Okay. Well, got it, got nine games to, to show that, that the team can still be good. All they got to do, they ain't got to prove nothing to nobody else but themselves. At this stage of the game, it's all they got to do is prove it to themselves that, you know what, we're not the team that the outside world thinks we are. Let's go ahead and, and, and show them how good we really can be. So uh, there you go, Trey Tucker, Raiders rookie, inside the locker room just a little while ago. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, passionate Raider. Welcome to the show. What's up, Q, man? Yeah, that was a little uh, that was a little disappointing today when you see a couple of the people and you don't even see Max on that list, man. I mean, regardless of the win-loss column, man, that man goes out there and he's doing stuff on defense that nobody does. The hits in the backfield. I mean, remember that hit two weeks ago where he popped dude's helmet off? Like, man, he was back up before the dude even knew where his helmet was at. Yeah. Man, I'm just saying, Matt, but one thing I think that's going to keep Mac that, that, that will get him that award this year is if we just go out there and, and we just keep playing football and be competitive, Q, and do what they're supposed to do and, and, and stack them W's up, man. They, they do that the rest of the year. It, it's hands down going to be Max, man. So, hey, it's the call before the storm right now, Q, Thursday night. Yep. Big game on Sunday. You know, I, I, I'm here. I'm not worried. I'm not anxious. I'm not worried about the Jets' offense really at all. But one thing we cannot do that we are known for, and I don't think it's going to happen this week, is letting a no-name quarterback have their best game ever. And that cannot happen. And I know Max ain't going to let it happen, especially after this week. They're going to come out with another chip on the shoulder, Q. And we know it. You're feeling it. We're all feeling it, man. It's just feeling right right now. Go out there, play, and have fun. They've got an open court right now. Freestyle, baby. Let's go. Raiders. There he goes. There he goes. Passionate Raider. Good call, man. And you're right, man. They're they're I don't want to say they're sucking me in, but they're 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 it's like it's like a big it's it's a big group or a big circle or a big force field or whatever the case may be, and it's it's all pulling everybody together. It's like one big huge lasso, right? And it's like everybody's roped up and they're all starting to come together, and it feels like the fan base is coming together. I'm seeing a whole lot less fighting and arguing on social media. Feels like the fan base is 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 really backing up the the coach, 
and is excited about the opportunities that they have. I mean, I just there's a lot to like about what's going on, and it's a small sample size, and there's so much football left to be sit, played. I don't want to get, like I said, too far ahead of myself, but it feels like I told Lincoln Kennedy, and I said earlier in the show, it just feels right right now. That doesn't mean it's going to be right, but it feels right right now. So you can keep that feedback coming, uh, 702-365-9200. And, of course, we got the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Jason in Maryland hit us uh, earlier, and uh, apparently I missed it because for some reason his texts are the only ones that don't come through. So, Ari, good job grabbing it and sending it over to me. I appreciate you. Uh, he said, like you, I don't want to do – uh, I don't want to do what if uh, – hold on. Like like you, I don't want to do the what if thing with McDaniels. Got it. But I probably felt that he was doing exactly what he did in Denver with the Raiders. Players were frustrated last year the same way they were this year, maybe worse this year than last. My biggest issue wasn't that. It was the Boston media folks that were uh, that were on all the R&R radio shows, and they all said McDaniels would be making adjustments series to series. Game plans would change on the fly based on what opponent was doing. And when it came down to it, we saw none of that. So from hearing what, what he said publicly all the time and then trying to match that up with what was being shown on the shows, like tape don't lie, it wasn't making sense. He was like being caught in lies. That's when I knew it wasn't going to work. That's uh, Jason in Maryland. Sorry, I butchered it just a little bit, but uh, trying to read it on the fly in the email form uh, that Ari sent over. But definitely appreciate that. And, yeah, man, that's, that's just – it's wild, man. It really is. You know, there was so much from so many different people that I consider really strong – sharp minds that said, yeah, well, this is what it's supposed to look like, or this is how it's supposed to look. This is what gonna, it's going to take to get this going. You know, there was, there was a lot of explanations. My buddy Emmett Golden, who I do a lot of national radio with, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on ESPN, he does this show when he's in because uh, he works for ESPN Cleveland. He does this, what we used to do. We haven't done it in a while because Ari's been out, but reason or excuse, right? There was a lot of reasons that were thrown out there. That's where I got the idea was from Emmett. Uh, there was a lot of reasons that were being thrown out there for what was going on with the Raiders as a team, as an offense in general. But at the end of the day, it's clearly was a bunch of excuses. And that's the unfortunate part because it just feels like for a year and a half, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of misdirection going on. And like I said, that's, that's the part of it that really sucks for everybody involved. You, me, the team, you know, Mark Davis, the owner, everybody just, just, again, a lot of misdirection, a lot of magic tricks in the backfield that just led to some basic plays that really weren't a whole lot of anything. 426 is the time. Thanks for the text. I definitely appreciate you. When we come back, we'll get to calls and texts as well, but we've got to do our Week 10 NFL picks. Uh, Jared actually did better than me last week, which is a surprise, but it happened. Uh, we'll see what Ari does in Week 10. We'll do it next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. This is a, a new situation for me, obviously. I was by far the oldest guy in the college locker room, and so to be you know, one of the younger guys in this locker room and obviously to have a much larger age span is pretty cool. And so it, it's been fun to be with guys from different walks of life all coming together to play the same game and try to execute the same way. So it's been a lot of fun. Those guys have been awesome for me since I've been here, and especially in the last week. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. 
Raiders quarterback Aiden O'Connell from yesterday talking about being the oldest, you know, oldest quarterback in the in the college locker room, oldest rookie quarterback in the Raiders locker room, right? I mean, it's just, uh, again, and I think that that has a little bit to do with the success and the understanding of the game that he has. Of course, he's got to go ahead and, and continue to put it together uh, and grow each and every week as the rest of the team does as well, from the coaching staff to the GM to everybody. They've got to continue to grow. There's eight games left in the season. We're going to get into our Week 10 NFL picks in just a quick minute, but i got a couple texts that I want to get to real quick from the dobybroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. This first one's from my guy all day, Raider A. Another thing to take into consideration concerning Max, he is doing all that he is doing regardless of who the coach was. He is single-handedly the only person you think about when you bring up the word defense and the Raiders. Not to take anything away from Garrett or anyone else, but Max has been the only example of defense on teams that had no idea of what the defense even means. That's from All Day Raider A, and that's a great point. And it doesn't matter what coach it is, and he always references all the coaches that he learned from, but each and every time he goes out there and still gives – his maximum effort. And that's the thing. It's like some guys need certain people to be motivated or to motivate them to go out there and do their thing. Some guys, you know, they can't go out there at all unless they get motivated. And then there's some dudes that are just self-starters, the guys that wake up without alarm clocks, right? I mean, that's Max Crosby, right? He don't need an alarm clock to wake up. He just wakes up and knows what time it is. All right, it's time to get to work. That's what you can really appreciate about Mad Max Crosby. Also, this text from the 626, Mr. Q, cool your jets. Until the Silver and Black can beat the Walrus and the Little Red Riding Hood in Vegas or Kansas City, we must hold off on the AP talk as permanent head coach. Sunday was a great win, but it was only one win. Beat the Jets, go Raiders. That's from the 626, and I don't disagree at all. I, at all. As a matter of fact, I think I've said that every single time I've said AP just feels right. I think I've said multiple times. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe I'm going through amnesia. But I could have sworn every time I've said anything about AP, I've said there's a lot of football left. We've got to see what he could do. But so far through one week, really good, and it feels like and it seems like the players are really responding to him. I think that that's all I've said, right? So I'll cool my jets on your request. Got to do what you say to do. He just wanted to say that because it's the jets coming up. I know. That was, he, had that, he had that written Come down on. in his book. <laughs> He'd been having that waiting. How can I put this into a sentence? I got him. I'll go. I'll I'll tell Q to cool his jets. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, nah, really. Appreciate the text, but I think I've said that every single time. So you're just repeating what I've said. I'm not saying he's going to be the permanent guy. I'm just saying right now it feels right with him at that position. Whereas I think most people, not me, but most people, as soon as McDaniel's was named the head coach, said it didn't feel right. Right? Am I wrong? Because I, I was willing to give him a chance. I did give him a chance. I was like, the hell with it. I don't care who the coach is. Just go win games. So again, my words. It was a weird time when he got hired. It was, I, I it was, a, very, it was a very strange time. It was, yeah. it was really strange. It really was. Right? I didn't know how it was going to go. And then I thought it was going to figure out a way to work out fine. And ultimately didn't. But, you know. It's just kind of, it's kind of how you live and learn. Every day is a new experience. But there you go. So again, one weekend, AP's done well. Team looks like they're responding. That's all you can ask for. Gonna learn a lot in the next eight weeks. Just like Lincoln Kennedy spent about twenty-five minutes with us in the three o'clock hour, talking about the same thing. So appreciate the text. It's always good. In about twenty-five minutes, I'll cool my jets.
Yeah, that's when I'll shut it on down for you. Now it's gone to get into week 10 NFL picks. Yeah. And Ari, you weren't here in week nine. No, I had a bye week. But you had a bye week. But you want to go back and, and reference week eight, so go ahead. You know, just because I may have listened to, uh, you know, certain podcast versions of the show, <laughs> happened to stumble upon some comments about my performance and how I was probably going to lose. I went, uh, actually, wait, you went what? Uh, what was I it? went 11 to 5 in week eight. Hmm, now simple math. I went 12 and 4. Uh, I see, I can't even do it right. I went 12 and 4, so I win. So there you go. But how do, so how cool do, we, jets, how do we reference? Yeah, cool my chest. How do we know that now, two weeks later? Because I'm so ridiculous that I screenshot the pics before I took off. Oh, my god! <laughs> and then when I had a moment, I was, well, I, and the best part is, I didn't know I was going to win. I was like, I'll just check it out and maybe, you know, whatever. I, I didn't think much of it, but, you know, then when you went and talked, I had to, had to let them all know. Oh, I'm know. okay with that. I'm okay <laughs> with that. I, that's the one thing that if you have not learned from me, I'm going to talk. Right. Regardless of what people tell me to do, I'm going to talk. That yeah. happens to be my job all day long. <laughs> you do a great job at it. There is a little more, though. I'm all right. There's a little more. What would you go last week? <laughs> last week, I did not do good at all. I actually admitted that on Monday. That's Monday what Jared was, said. Yeah, and no, I Jared. I don't, hey, it. look, Jared pulled a rabbit out of his backside, man. I don't know how Jared came up with that. And I don't mind telling him either. I don't mind telling him. He went, I think, what, 11-3? and 11-3, and three, yep. Yeah, 11-3. and three. I went 9-5. and five. Oh, okay. And there was a stretch though where I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't catch a break." I, yeah. I he, lost the Miami Kansas City game. I lost the Minnesota Atlanta <laughs> game. I lost the Rams and Green Bay game. I lost the Tampa Bay and Houston game. And it looked like the Tampa tough. Bay and Houston looked like Tampa Bay was going to win it. Yeah, big. And then C.J. Stroud decided to be C.J. Stroud and be the man. Man, <laughs> you yeah. know. And hey, hats off to him. I lost that game. <laughs> I lost Carolina and Indy. I couldn't buy a victory, man. I was struggling. Yeah. I was trying to buy a vow like I was on Wheel of Fortune or something. <laughs> Yeah, that was a tough one. That's the first week, uh, first game I asked. By the way, I was like, "Let me guess, the Chiefs? You picked the Chiefs?" Picked I did. The- no, I picked Miami. No, Jared. I mean, because oh, of Chiefs course, fan. Jared picked the Chiefs. It's, I mean, it's homer. fairly. But even so, I mean, you could really just you could see either team. So I just thought that was funny. That's the first one I checked because where knew- I messed up with the Chiefs is they haven't lost back to back games in so long. Ooh. So that was one area that I should have realized. And then second of all, when they travel overseas, they always leave on. They always leave late in the week, even though I think that's a mistake. But they've had a ton of success with it. So I don't know why I thought that I was smarter than the room. But that happens sometimes, right? I just needed to cool my jets on that one. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> you were thinking it. Yep. Everybody was thinking it. There's not one swing of D that wasn't thinking it right now. They're like, well, Q, you should have swung. You should have cooled your jets. <laughs> my man, uh, whoever it was, I forgot his name. He, he basically took care of me uh, on the interesting. The, he's now replaced interesting with cool your jets. Hell yeah. Move on from that. <laughs> I Hell got someone yeah. to dump on instead of That's going to be the new catchphrase. <laughs> cool your jets. As long as it ain't me, I'm, I'm in the clear now. All right. I love it. I love it. Hey, that's the that's even better reason to get the text. You know? Now we got a new line. Now it's like, hey, Q. It's like, remember when Derek Carr told Paul Gutierrez to pump, pump yeah, back? Yes. You need to pump back. Great. Which I don't even know what that means. Like, I need you to pump back on that. That was that was funny. So that kind of became like a little catchphrase, little joke. Now yep. it's going to be like, hey, man, KQ, look, you're going to need to cool your jets. Hey, like Jason, my good friend Jason. He always says, uh, hey, hey, whoa, hey, take it easy, take it easy. So every time that we start getting excited about something, all of a sudden Jason or someone else will be like, oh, whoa, hey, hey, take it easy there. Slow down, take it easy. So now that's going to be the new catchphrase. Yep. So now I'll see, I'll see like Vegas Jess, and he'll be like, hey, Q, Q, 
I'm going to need you to cool your jets, brother. Cool and you'll your know jets. what's coming, and you'll yeah. be so annoyed because you know he's about to say it. I love it. No, it's yeah, great. No, it's great. It's, it's, if nothing else, that's the reason to do the damn show, that's right? right. <laughs> we love you listeners. And really I love it. Oh, I love it. That's a great catchphrase. We'll rock with it for a few weeks, and then we'll find another we'll one. We'll find something else, yeah. <laughs> Wait, uh, it, was, it was like last week we had uh, I Get Paid by the Raiders, and that became a big thing. I heard. Yesterday was the Hallmark Channel. Now it's Cool Your Jets, man. Oh, this, man. I, got, I need to put up a board. <laughs> Like okay. a big board in the, in the home studio, in Studio Q, where I could just write up nice, cute catchphrases. Like unnecessary phrases. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hell yeah. It. All, All right, right, let's go. Good I'm to be back. We're going to go rapid fire. Since, All right, rapid since, fire. You know, let's go. We let's to, go. We better cool our jets, get this going. All right. <laughs> Shut up. I'm, I'm going to start off strong here. Caroline is going to get their second win against Chicago. A big whopping second win. Uh, Chicago's favorite three and a half. That's prime time in a little bit. Chicago is Come is on. winning no matter what. Oh, and what I mean by that, no, 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 this is what I mean by that. I have Carolina winning the game. Uh, they win no matter what. If they win the game, they win the game. If they lose the game, then their draft stock continues to go up because they have Carolina's first pick. Uh, wow, you know what yeah, I mean? What so a, how wild is that? Like, no matter what they do in this game, they're winning. Man, fantasy people are going to be mad about that. So are the betters. But right, but I got uh, Carolina as well, even though Chicago's three-and-a-half-point favorites. Go ahead. Love it. All right, Indianapolis in New England against those Patriots. No, they're in Germany. This is in oh, Germany. Uh, Early, 630. 6.30 a.m. kickoff. Time. Yes. Yeah. So uh, they're in Germany. Uh, I'm, I'm taking Indianapolis. They're one-and-a-half-point favorites over New England. It should be like a miserable game to me. I don't know. Yeah, this game is not the one I'm going to wake up early to right. watch. Wake up early to see KC in Miami? Yes. Wake up early to watch Indy at New England, which is not at. It's in Germany? No. I'm good. Um, this is a conversation that they're having that Belichick could get fired if they lose this game. Ooh. I don't see that happen. I think that's uh, insane. But it's a conversation that they're having. So I got Indy just to see uh, a little bit of chaos potentially and you know, on the okay. way back from Germany. All right. Houston and Cincinnati in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Man. I want to rock with C.J. Stroud so bad. I really do because I love what he's doing. Uh, but I just think that the Bengals Not just yet. make too much sense. They won four in a row. Right. Not so yet. I'm going to roll with Cincinnati. They need to keep pace in the AFC North where right now every one of those teams would be in the playoffs if the season ended today. So I got Cincinnati. It could be a little competitive, but I'm right there with you. It's just it's just not time yet. Cincinnati looks great. Joe yep. Burrow looks great. So have we picked the same for everyone? Yes. Yeah, oh, we suck. All right, go ahead. Because I, uh, quote, wrote, ride your coattails. You do. You do. <laughs> I'm listening. Even if you All go right. first. I got you on this one. I'm All taking right. New Orleans. Again, they're my little spoiler team that I, I mean, I lost a bunch with them, but I, I beat you a few times because you, you don't want to pick them because they're not going to win probably. But this is, uh, they're actually favored two and a half in Minnesota, but I'm going with the Saints. Minnesota uh, pulled a rabbit out their hat last week. Josh Dobbs, good story, right? Just got yes. traded to the team, came in in relief. Didn't even know the guy's names on the team, and he came and won the game. Uh, but with that being said, I, for the second time this year, I'm picking New Orleans. Ah. So, yeah, exactly. It's so funny. I've, I've, I've gone against New Orleans so many times because after the early games, they just looked like they were discombobulated. But now um, they still look discombobulated. But Minnesota looks like they're in a bad place as well. So I'm just going to go. I'm going to go with New Orleans here. Right. So right now we're still at a thousand apparently. Yeah, and I think it's going to be the same here. I'm taking Pittsburgh over Green Bay. They're three and a half point favorites in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is terrible mark. offensively. They are terrible. Kenny Pickett, so Green Bay, terrible. Oh, I know. Well, and I believe the only difference is Pittsburgh finds ways to win games. Mike Tomlin finds ways to win games. Everyone in Pittsburgh who said they wanted to get rid of Tomlin because he doesn't win enough is insane. All he does is find ways to win games with a piss-poor team, or at least a piss-poor offense like they have. I got Pittsburgh in this one as well. All right. <laughs> Moving right along. I better go first next time, man. <laughs> Here, it looks you know like what? I'm following you. I don't want to follow you. <laughs>
You want to take this Your bad one? luck, brother. Go ahead. You introduce it. I'm going first. Tennessee in Tampa Bay against the Buccaneers. They're I one, got Baker Bucks Mayfield. One and a half Will three. Levis, though. Will Levis. Shout out this to Vegas Pete. I know he was a big Will Levis guy. Will Levis looks good for Tennessee. He's been named the starter the rest of the way. He has looked really good. Yep. But I think Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield are going to find a way to get it done. Unfortunately, I agree with everything you just said, including Baker. So, yeah, I got, I got Tampa Bay as well. Okay. Five and three San Francisco against six and two Jags. It this just sounds funny just saying that. Yes, uh, this one is a tough one. I went back and forth a lot on this one. Jacksonville's playing. They're actually the hottest streak right now in football. Hmm. Um, and San Francisco's on a bad streak, right? They're coming off the bye week. They're trying to get healthy. I want to pick Jacksonville and say that, you know, they're going to keep the party alive. And if San Francisco loses another one, Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine what the conversation will be next week? I just don't think it's going to happen. So, I got San Francisco. Uh, same. <laughs> same exact rationale, too. Okay. This one, I think, maybe I finally get you. Baltimore. Uh, Cleveland is in Baltimore. I'm taking the Ravens. They're six-and-a-half favorites, even against that crazy defense. Yeah, no, you're not going to get me on this one. I got Baltimore as well. <laughs> I All got right. Baltimore, brother. Look, I'm telling you, I got Lamar Jackson as the MVP of the league. And I have Baltimore winning the division. We had a so fun you know combo about that earlier. Baltimore. Okay, this is the one, though. Okay. This is the one. Atlanta right. is in Arizona. Okay. And just like uh, Carolina, I'm saying the Cardinals are going to get their second win here. I'm going with the Cardinals. Please tell me you're taking Atlanta. I'm taking Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Kyler Murray is getting the start. One of us so is going to win. So there's that. Yeah, exactly. So we may have a game difference in this one. Uh, Atlanta is uh, is a team that I've been having a problem really backing yeah. all season long. Same. But I just think Arizona's bad, and Kyler Murray just getting his first start of the season is not going to make it much better. So, yeah, I got Atlanta yeah. in this one. We just got a couple more here going through the Week 10 uh, NFL schedule here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Go ahead, Ari. Lions are in L.A. against the Chargers, and they're three-and-a-half favorites. The Lions are. I got the Lions in this Same. one. Same. That's an easy one, right? It, uh, it is, but is it? The Chargers will step up and play, and they'll be like, why, why, why did you ever doubt us? What did you think that we could – you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I don't can have see the it confidence. I, don't, I, I know you're not wrong for that. I'm just saying I don't have the confidence. I haven't seen Right. It well, yet. that's why I went with the I've Lions. I've seen glimpses. I could, to, I could totally see losing that game. Yeah. Okay. Ready for this? Uh, yep. Dallas is 17-and-a-half-point favorites over stupid. the Giants. That's just stupid. 17-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going with Dallas, but I, I, don't, Dallas. I don't think they cover that spread. <laughs> 17 and a half is stupid. Yeah, that is so crazy. disrespectful, even though they beat the Giants 40 to nothing to start the season. I don't think that wow. they're – I mean, and they got a, a, a rookie quarterback who the Raiders just saw uh, playing, getting his first start of his NFL career in uh, Tommy DeVito. So, uh, But I just don't think <laughs> Dallas is, is going to beat him by 20 points or 18 yeah. points, but I do think they win the game. Same. All right, Washington and Seattle against – I got the Seahawks. Same, same. <laughs> That's an easy one right there. And – Denver is in Denver's in Buffalo. Um, I'm taking the Bills. I got the Bills too. But I do think like they might fuck like the Broncos might make this competitive for some strange reason. And I don't even have a reason, but it's just I mean the reason is because the, the game last week gotcha. or two weeks ago. All right. Last but not least, prime time, the Jets versus the Raiders. You I got go the Raiders. First, sir. I got the Raiders. The Raiders are a half point favorite. How funny is that? A half point favorite, the Raiders are. Not even a whole point. I got the Raiders. And the one asterisk I put in, and, and there's no asterisk, obviously. It's it's you do or you don't. I got the Raiders. I'll say this. They don't turn the ball over, they'll win the game. It's just that simple. Yeah. It's just that simple. They don't turn the ball over, they'll win. Boom. 
I also have the Raiders, which means we have one game different in the whole slate. Yeah, this basically all comes down to the uh, Cardinals and Atlanta game. It's the only one that's going to matter. It's the only difference that we have. Oh, this is rough for me in particular. Let's be honest here. I'm putting my chips on arguably. I mean, you're only going to be one game worse than me. That's all that's going to happen. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll go. uh, What is it? Uh, I don't know, thirteen and one, fourteen and one, or something. No, you're going to have one game worse than me. What? No matter what. Uh, no matter you're right. what, yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. be one game worse than me because that's the one game that will get different. But that's for, a, no for matter more what, victory, hopefully, no I'm matter our what happens good. here, you're <laughs> only going to be one game worse than me in this because that's the only game that we have different. That that's stinks right. for a whole week of, of football. We have one game that's different. Uh, Man, you go out, you I'm go all, on vacation. I'm okay you must, with this. <laughs> you must, you must have gone on vacation. You've been away from from the radio station. You're like, I'm gonna get into Q's head and I'm gonna do and pick whatever uh-huh. Q would pick. 447 we'll is the time. It. That's our week 10 <laughs> picks right here on Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. All right, letting you know he's back. Yo. Got a little swagger to him. He's back. He's feeling good about himself. We'll see how long it takes for us to break that. <laughs> I think if the I think if the Bears lose in like five minutes here, I'm I'm gonna already be upset here. Or I mean, not the Bears, the Panthers. Ah, you picked I'm already you picked Carolina, didn't you? Yep. So what are you talking about? <laughs> a great intro for me. Yeah, you're back. I'm already flustered. I'm back. You see, unbelievable. Right on, right on point with how I how I am. <laughs> we got a text from the seven oh seven. Got a couple minutes here left in the show. I love interesting. I love now cool your jets. <laughs> But I really missed the dollar store steak. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. That is a theme that we had. That wasn't an RE special. That wasn't a demand. That was a demand special. The yeah. dollar store steak. I've That's heard. bad. <laughs> yeah, you don't buy a steak from the dollar store. You just don't. It should be against your religion. It should be against your everything. But you know, demand was like, I'll try it. Why not? He's a hungry guy. Ah, he's something. <laughs> he's something. I'd be like, yeah, that dollar steak could stay on that dollar steak. I'm good. I'm good. He wasn't right for like three days, man. He got that dollar steak. His body wasn't right for like three days. It it reminds me of when I went to Bristol uh, earlier this year, and I realized that it's not Vegas, and nothing is open late night there. So I couldn't get any food whatsoever, like none. And I was doing the late show on ESPN, which here it's not late. It's 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. That's reasonable. But in Bristol – it's 10 p.m. to 1 a.m., so it's late night. I'm hungry as all get out. I can't find anything to eat. They have this little thing in the building called a half-calf or a mini-calf where you go and you, you, you pay for your own food. It's like the honor system. They have a little cafe there where it's like they have all kind of drinks available. They have all kind of snacks available, coffees, all kind of things. You just use your credit card. You can pay for all this stuff. I got an adult Lunchable, and I don't really know what it was called, but I got something that we started calling an adult Lunchable, and I ate a cracker, I promise you. And you, I think you remember this. I ate a cracker, and I promise you for like a week after I got back from Bristol, I couldn't clear my throat to save my life. I don't even know if I'm right yet. Like, I still think that every once in a while something will pop up where it's like, eh, there's that adult. I think he's doing it right now. Oh. Adult Lunchable, see? <laughs> just talking good. about it. I just talked it up. All bad. Oh, All bad, dog. I ain't been the same since that adult lunchable. I don't know if that thing had been in there for six months or what, right? It just it was that it was a cracker. Right. It was a cracker that crackered. Oh man. <laughs> it it probably me was up. sitting in there the whole time because nobody sure. would eat it. Exactly. <laughs> and I didn't know I'm a new booty there. I didn't have any idea. I was just hungry. 
It was one in the morning. There's nothing there. There's literally nothing there. Yeah. The only thing in or... Bristol is ESPN. <laughs> nothing else. It's terrible. And they're like, hey, Q, you want to come here more often? Like, hell no. For what? So I can rest for like five minutes at the double tree and then come back to work? No, I'm good. Oof. It was terrible. I, I mean, you know, being at ESPN was great, but <laughs> everything else outside of it, all bad. Yeah. All bad. And then the airport wasn't even close. I'm so spoiled being here. The airport was like 45 minutes away. I had to drive, you know. That, yeah, I do know. <laughs> we are, and we are spoiled, by the way, very much. No, we are, and for sure. Way. I can get off the radio at 10, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, and I could drive around the corner, and I could have a party. Yeah, going on, any, so anything you want, practically. Anything I want. Point. Not There's, to mention DoorDash, wherever right. you could have it delivered. Anything. Yeah. Anything is available. Not in Bristol. You can get an adult Lunchable that jacks you up. <laughs> Also, Trey and KC said, Q, you know damn well nobody wanted McDaniels in the nation. We hate New England. No, you're right. You're right. I, I get it. I get it. I Like I said, was very willing to give him the opportunity to do what he does because, well, I, I thought that, you know, it could be a good hire. It didn't turn into a good hire, unfortunately. Like you mentioned, when you marry into someone and they're now an in-law, you yeah. kind of have to at least give them a chance or try right. to be, you know, hopefully positive about exactly, it. Exactly, so. man. There's plenty of, you know, things that we don't like that we give a chance because, well, they're – Part of the family. Well, now that part of the family is divorced and gone, so now you ain't got to worry about them. So now you can talk trash. 4.55 is the time. This has been Unnecessary Roughness here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Ari, thanks for all your fine work. Welcome back, brother. We appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow from Buffalo Wild Wings on Radio Nation Radio 920. Have a good one. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.